Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hello, welcome back. We hope that you guys enjoyed last week's episode on love. That episode led us to today where we'll be talking about soulmates, soul contracts, twin flames, and soul family. Do you believe that there's a special person somewhere in this world that was meant for you? If you would have brought this up to me years ago, I would have been like, shut the front door. (laughs) (laughs) Like a soul contract, you know, I couldn't have wrapped my head around that. Like, what are you talking about, Shanna? You know what? Maybe we should just break down what twin flames are, what a soulmate is just briefly and then we'll Uh go into each one i agree like it's hard to put your head around it Mm -hmm. be able to fully take a belief in this and grasp the concept yeah yeah it's also one of those things where just like we said in our last episode when people say i love you it's just this word that's thrown out or i unconditionally love you Mm -hmm. i think it's the same people use soulmate so loosely right but there's really some very deep meaning to it Mm -hmm. and so really digging into what it means, what twin flame means, what soul family means. It's really a lot deeper than just saying, oh, we're soulmates. Right. And I did read that 79% of Americans believe in soulmates. Wow. But I mean, what level of that, just like you said, what level of soulmate are they actually believing in? And the concept we're going to be talking about today is on a more spiritual level. The soul to me is this internal energy which lives in each of us and it is eternal. It's defined as the essence of the living being. It is this energy that lives inside of your physical body that you come here into this earth with and that you leave with when you die. And I believe that when you connect with your soul, you're connecting directly with your creator and your purpose. So our soul family, they come here to support us. They might not even be in your actual family here on earth. They might be your best friends. They might even be pets. And with your soul family, you will come up with a soul contract. Who's going to support who in the next life? The divine mission. There is a greater purpose. Sometimes it's I'm here to support somebody else's purpose too. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they're going to be the ones that are bringing you to the light and help you discover your true meaning of existence. There are also people that believe in what's called a soul community. So a soul community is just people that are on the same mission as you. So kind of like your tribe that, you know, you're the tribe you vibe with. They are the ones that are down here on earth with you. Kindred spirits, supportive people who show up in our lifetimes. Okay. And many past life regression therapists have uncovered this common reflection of their clients under hypnosis. Talking about after they pass, they are waiting for their soul family to all collect together in between lives. Oh. Maybe this is heaven. You hear, you know, your loved ones will be waiting for you. This is true. Your soul family is waiting for you then to make a new contract to then go back down and reincarnate to earth for you to discover the true meaning of your existence. And you're going to continue to do this. And as you do this, your soul is evolving. So this is where you want to think of like soul age. Okay, so old souls, new souls, our souls are Mm. evolving and our soul family is here to support that. You actually decide in advance 
what's going to happen. You pick your parents mm-hmm. and pick your destination, your, your purpose in life. You agree to go back down on earth to try to fulfill that purpose. Probably have some karma that you're dealing with as well. You might even decide in your contract mm-hmm. to choose to come back an, an alcoholic right. or someone who with autism. Right. Because then you can gather wisdom from that experience. Yes. And, and there's a really good book. It's called The Instruction. Living the Life Your Soul Intended by Ainsley McLeod. It's all about the age of the souls and the soul evolution. They talk exactly about that. You can look up and see why would someone choose to come back as a child with cancer? think that he was on an episode with Oprah. It says, have you ever sensed that your life has a deeper, more meaningful purpose, but you don't know what it is? If so, you're not alone. To help you and millions like you, psychic Ainsley McLeod's spirit guides have given him a systematic approach to uncovering who you really are and the life your soul has planned for you. It's called the instruction. So it goes into your soul age, determining how it shapes your beliefs and behaviors, your soul type, are you a hunter, thinker, creator? Your powers, your talents, etc. Wow, sounds mm-hmm. amazing. I know. And there's also other books that definitely helped me have a better understanding about the soul levels. Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters. That book changed my opinion about past lives. For me, it offered like proof, solid And he's proof. wrote many books about it and has thousands of accounts and still goes all over the United States. I think even the world does workshops. I I would love to see him. That would just be absolutely amazing. He didn't even believe in this stuff. He was just a psychologist Mm -hmm. and he was doing like some regression work, not past life regression work, just regression work, going back and visiting like your younger self. After like a year of working with this lady in his book, he describes that you know, she wasn't really getting anywhere. So finally he just said, you know what, go back to where this started. And shit, she brought him all the way back to like Egypt, you know, before Christ. Mm-hmm. He was like, what? This girl, I know she's not like schizophrenic. I mean, she's not crazy. I've been working with her for like over a year. But he went with it. And even though he didn't buy into it, and she didn't either because she was very religious and she didn't believe in past lives. She had Christian views. They just kept going with it and she just kept, you know, revealing one life after another life after another. And he's like, she couldn't have made up the shit. Well, and they actually, he documented every single yes time they met. Mm-hmm. And there were even times where her voice would change a little bit. Yes. She was very detailed. Well, and in between lives, she would talk about that there was these masters there. And to me, this was the ascended masters, like these amazing souls that have graced our earth Mm -hmm. with wisdom, like Jesus and Buddha. So she would talk about these masters, and and they had such universal knowledge. And this is also where she would talk about the soul family. Mm -hmm. And she knew that in each life, there was these similarities, whether it came in man, child, father, daughter, all these different souls are all these different people that were in her lives. So this, you know, a guy that was in her current life who kind of was a jerk, she realized that he had been this person in her past life and that person in her other life. And so she started to figure out why she was struggling in her present life. And she started to heal from it. And not only that, she started to awaken. 
And through her journey, she was proving to Brian Weiss that she knew things on a spiritual level that she should not have known even about him. Wow. So read the books. I don't want to completely ruin it for you yeah. because it is so amazing. It's actually an easy and quick read. Yeah. You know, it's so validating because this stuff can sound so like weird and out there and like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And so for our listeners, you yeah. know, really go out there and like we always say, research this yourself. But I just, I think that's so important to understand where he started with the beginning of his research and believing in these past lives and these soul families and soul contracts. I have a client who worked with him. Wow. Yeah. We should have her on. We should. Bonnie, if you're listening. Come on up. You're the next contestant on Sense of Soul. That's right. Thomas More said, a soulmate is someone to whom we feel profoundly connected to, as though the communicating that takes place between us were not the product of intentional efforts, but rather a divine grace. I think a soulmate can be many things. I think Mandy is definitely my soulmate. Yeah, it doesn't always mean that this person is your lover. No. And I think it's also important to explain to our listeners that sometimes a soulmate might stay in your life for a long period of time, and sometimes it could be for a very short period. Right, they come and go. And it also could be not a person who you like. Yeah, it could be someone who comes here just to challenge you. This could be part of your soul contract. Yeah, I actually read about the different types of soulmates, and one of them was called the wrecking ball soulmate. <laughs> someone that comes to rattle things, they shake things up, make you question yourself and your beliefs, mm-hmm. and they challenge you. And with these experiences, it changes you for the better. Think about the people that you've had a very strong connection with at first, and mm-hmm. then they turn out to be assholes. Mm-hmm. These are probably your wrecking balls. Yep. And then there was also the friendship soulmate, like you and I, that just help you navigate through life. Don't judge each other. Know you might like someone who knows you better than you know yourself, which I feel like you definitely know me better than I do myself sometimes. <laughs> now, our soul family will be the ones who challenge us the most. They will bring out your most authentic self. Mm-hmm. They are not just your friends who will agree with everything you say. They're the ones that are pushing you to the core of your soul, good or bad. And they're the supporters of your purpose too. A -hmm. lot of times they're gonna be the ones that are bringing you to the light. There's a lot more people awakening in this world now. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people are talking about this now because that's what's happening. A lot of people have higher vibrations, they're this big movement in light workers, and so we're all starting to realize how connected we are and we're able to see the different relationships on a spiritual level. Definitely believe that if you're not on a higher vibration, then you will not see your twin flame or your soulmate or your soul family in front of you because you're not in the state of higher consciousness to even be aware that they're right in front of you. You know, and they could be your children or they might not be your children. They may be a few children. Your children may be a part of somebody else's soul family. A soulmate could also be a complete stranger, someone you meet on an airplane or in a coffee shop, on the street, someone you even just connect eyes with for a few seconds. Which is so funny because I always looked at them as like your angel. Mm -hmm. It's like you might meet them and all of a sudden you feel like you've known them before, you've met them in the past. Mm -hmm. You have this brief but intimate conversation and exchange of connection with them. These people that come into your life for a short period, these strangers, it's 
because they're there to guide you in a way that you're not even aware of. And it directs you or it might validate something that you're feeling or that the brief conversation ends up helping you in some way. So a soulmate could be someone that you're simply sitting next to on an airplane. And I know this happens to me all the time. And you feel it. I can mm-hmm. remember one time sitting next to this woman and I just felt this nudge inside of me like, I need to talk to her. Yeah. Wow. And we ended up sitting and talking for, you know, maybe a good 25 minutes. And I shared some very deep things with her and mm-hmm. she shared some very deep things On with me. On a higher level yes. of consciousness, there's an energetic connection. Yep. That's what her and I had. We hugged each other and felt this connection, and then we went our separate ways. Do you think it's because your soul recognized her soul? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that nudging was, that Mandy, Mandy. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes the universe is showing us synchronicity and symbols leading us to our soulmates. This is also shown in astrology. There's a website called Your Tango. And they did this amazing write-up on how you know you found your soulmate based on your zodiac sign. And my family and I sat down last night and we were looking over their descriptions. And I have to say, they all resonated with us. So first there's Capricorn, December 22nd through January 19th. Relationships are like super important and very serious for you. Your forever person should be extremely committed and understand that this is more like a business deal than just some vague relationship. Like Mm -hmm. that you're bounding them into a love contract. (laughs) Your soulmate is going to be quirky, but he's going to also love that you are as well. And then the next one's January 20th through February 18th. Aquarius is all about being authentic. So your soulmate is going to have to love you for exactly who you are. Every single ounce of you. And then Pisces, February 19th through March 20th. You're the kind of person who won't dig into your food at a restaurant until everyone else gets served first. So you're going to have to find a soulmate who understands that you're like a bleeding heart, that you're patient, you're compassionate, that you're empathetic. He's going to have to understand that you're going to always be looking to help others and put others before yourself. If you want to find a soulmate, you need to know that you deserve one. It's easy to convince yourself that you're not a perfect human being. But you need someone that's going to talk you up and who's going to love you for every ounce of who you are and willing to put themselves out there for you. Hmm. So Aries, which is March 21st through April 19th, you are the type of person that fears connection and that someone who makes you feel vulnerable is probably someone that's going to be your soulmate, someone that helps you break down those barriers and takes away that fear. Your soulmate is probably someone that's a go-getter and that helps you to take risks. Then there's the Taurus, which would be me, April 20th through May 21st. Taurus have a hard time accepting their partners as their own souls. They, we have a hard time letting them just be them because of our stubbornness <laughs> and that this can cause a lot of conflict. So if a Taurus finds someone who they don't feel this wall of control with and that teaches them that they can trust them, then they are possibly your soulmate. Taurus's soulmates need to show loyalty and only have eyes for you. Gemini, which is May 22nd through June 21st, it talks about how Geminis bring happiness and energy into life and they bring a lot of higher vibration into gatherings, into other people. And that a lot of times this can leave you exhausted and extremely tired. 
and your soulmate will be someone who invigorates you and helps you to re-energize. It would be someone who is intelligent, but also has differences so they can keep things interesting. And then there's Cancer, June 22nd through July 22nd. And it says that Cancers love love. And that if you find someone who understands your commitment and loyalty and deep love for love, then they're definitely someone for you. The big heart that you have needs someone who's affectionate, sensual, and empathetic. So that's kind of the soulmate that will land for Cancer. The Leo is July 23rd through August 22nd. Leos are strong-willed and authoritative, and they don't like being questioned or not having power. So your soulmate is someone who can explain to you why maybe you're wrong, humble you, and that when they do question you, it actually resonates with you. And so if you find someone like that, don't let them go. The next one's a Virgo, August 23rd through September 22nd. Virgos tend to carry out a lot of anxiety and stress and worry about the future, and that your soulmate is gonna be someone who makes you more present Someone that is going to help you have a sense of stability and really bring you into the moment and help you to not worry as much. And that's going to lead the way for you. In the Libra, September 23rd through October 22nd, your soulmate's going to challenge you and make you earn their trust. You're used to just simply being loved because you're so lovable, but this person will not just immediately treat you special. They're going to make you earn it. Because you have high standards, you need someone with confidence, but also someone who's very good looking <laughs> because you're picky. Oh, I know. And then the Scorpio, October 23rd through November 22nd, talks about how Scorpios need someone to bring down the Berlin Wall around them. And hmm. it's that simple for a Scorpio. You need to find someone that can help you feel your feelings and that your soulmate needs to feed your passion and your intensity. And Kurt was like, oh my God, that is so me. And then uh, last but not least is the Sagittarius, November 23rd through December 21st. Sagittarius wear a lot of masks, mask of happiness, mask of all smiles. So anyone that helps you take those masks off and helps you face your demons and your monsters and helps you to get into your true emotions is a soulmate for you. Your soulmate will value your freedom and someone that will build you up. You know, you can go online and look up which ones you match up with best. I mean, mm -hmm. astrology really speaks a lot about soulmates. Yeah. Yeah. Things that might happen when you meet your soulmate. You'll find more joy. Your outlook changes on life. Mm -hmm. You're more attracted to positive. You enjoy doing anything with your partner. You become more vulnerable with your soulmate. And just like Shannon and I talked about in our last episode with your soulmate, you will also go through lust, attraction, and attachment. Mm. Your problem solving will increase. When you meet your soulmate, your love will make you more intuitive because the oxytocin is being released. I also wanted to mention that Dr. Erica G. Rojas she found a connection between oxytocin and it's, it's called vasopressin. I felt like I needed to mention this because if, you, if you're not familiar with oxytocin, I'd suggest going back to our previous episode, but she found that these two work together. When you meet your soulmate, these two 
chemicals that are released in your brain promote long-lasting relationships, regulates your interpersonal relationships, it creates larger social support, it encourages and helps with better communications, and that she found that when you meet your soulmate, because of these two chemicals released in your brain, you're going to find a sense of calmness, security, comfort, and desire to protect one another. She's Mm. this um, really amazing psychologist who did a lot of research on these chemicals and on love and on soulmates. I would highly suggest looking her up. It's Erica Rojas. She also mentioned one thing that I thought was interesting, that when you find your soulmate, you will lose your ability to judge things and situations sometimes because the amygdala, which normally senses danger, Mm -hmm. shuts down and it clouds us from seeing things. Very Mm -hmm. interesting. There was also another psychologist named Lena Derhali, and she did an interview with Bustle, and she talks a little bit more about how when you meet your soulmate, the amygdala does the same thing. It just kind of gets clouded. Again, the reason I'm mentioning this is because it just adds more onto our last episode, and it reiterates that when we meet our soulmates, soul family, soul people, even it's on this higher uh, consciousness, it's at a higher level, higher vibration, you also have to remember it's changing those chemicals in your and we're, brain. And we're physical beings here, and so it's affecting our physical body. Yeah. Wow. So let's talk about what is a twin flame. Yeah. So this concept actually originally came from the philosopher Plato. He first spoke of the twin flame as the soul that was split in two, that he eternally yearns to find their other half. Yeah. So Plato had this dialogue. It was entitled The Symposium, which he wrote that human beings originally had two faces, four arms, and four legs. And that under the threat of being overpowered, the gods split them in half, creating humans like twin flames that you'll encounter today. Well, that's odd. It almost sounds like one of the angels that were... (laughs) The fallen angels? Yeah, it's described. Mm -hmm. You know, souls, I believe, don't have a gender. They have, I believe, a masculine and a feminine energy. I believe that they choose their own gender and come into a soul contract for the purpose of that lifetime. Mm-hmm. A twin flame is different than a soulmate because there's only one twin flame. It's just your soul that was split into two. The same soul in the same chakra system. Two halves of the same soul incarnated into two human beings. I wrote about the twin flames. It's under the soul group on www.mysenseofsoul.com. And I described the twin flame as... An apple pie? As an apple pie. I'm just kidding. Like where two halves of a pie come to one big, amazing apple pie? Yeah. Your mirrored self, one's Mm. divine counterpart. They share remarkable synchronicities and serpentipity. These bring them together. That we're destined to be together again with thinking, oh my God, what happens when one dies? Like, what, what, how are you going to feel? And it was comforting to know that if you are blessed enough to meet your twin flame on the same life on earth, mm-hmm. that when a twin flame dies, you can actually be together more simply on this like astral level. Yeah, because your cord mm-hmm. never could be cut. The yeah. cord between 
you and your twin flame is the strongest and thickest and most indestructible cord that you can possibly have. So I think for our listeners, could you, when you first start doing Reiki and you would talk about cords, my mind wanted to think of like this electrical cord. Yeah. How would you describe a cord for people? I mean, however you vision it, it's just the energy between two people. And so calling it an ethereal cord is just something easy for people to be able to visualize. And if you see it as an electrical cord, then that's what you see it as. You know, these cords are with every single person that you meet. And some of them are stronger than others. And some of them weigh you down. Sometimes you have to cut the cord between you and a situation or an event or a person that you've been carrying for, gosh, sometimes even from your childhood. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. With your twin flame, this cord can never be cut. And twin flames have such a strong connection here on Earth that you probably have longed for their energy long before you meet them physically they often dream of each other yeah not just dream at night but daydream about each other you can actually interact on a spiritual plane with your twin flame you can meet them through meditation of course we long for them here in the physical and right next to us but you can also um, meet interact and complete each other on a spiritual plane and that's really important for people in to understand and yeah, yeah in your dreams sometimes you don't meet them in this life so things that might happen uh, you might be feeling or experiencing before you and your twin flame reunite is just like out of the blue this overwhelming adrenaline and excitement 1111 which represents new beginnings but it's also the twin flame code or the awakening code so if you start seeing that a lot it might be a sign that your twin flame is close a lot of the numbers that come in multiples are twin flame numbers or soulmate numbers I think it's also important that people know that if you start thinking about your twin flame all the time, that the other person is thinking about you too. Yeah, they're very telepathic to each other. Yes. It's almost like quantum physics. Mm -hmm. Like one is thinking something or doing something to manifest or set an intention with their twin flame and the other one was doing it too. Yeah, because remember, I mean, you've shared many lifetimes. You have a karmic connection. You share the same blueprint. Mm Mm-hmm. When you eventually do come together, mm-hmm. it's like a completion of unity of your souls. You may have like this sense of knowing, like, you know, when you know, when you know, <laughs> even though you may have never even met them, you mm-hmm. look in their eyes and you're like, I know you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I do that to everybody. Okay. I feel like so I know everybody. Can but... you share like a specific incident with our listeners where you felt like you met a soulmate, a soul family, soul community, or twin flame? <laughs> um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's important to share, like, specifics. Okay, so I'll just give ex- examples then? Yeah. Okay. Mandy and I are a perfect example of soulmates. There's been times where we've been separated, but I had dreams about her the whole time. If something's wrong with her, I know immediately, either whether I talk to her or not. When I thought she was going to die, I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she was in her coma. Pensley's dad, Jamie, he, him and I have known each other since second grade. We're magnets. You know, we always are connected in some way. There's definitely a cord there. I have no doubt that I've spent past lives with him. He was even in one of my past life regressions. And I've had other people who I dreamt about. And then 
I wake up the next morning and they dreamt about me too, Mm -hmm. same night. I've had people in my past life regressions and then later on found out that they are actually in my family tree and have just a lot of synchronicities. Also, we share an an amazing connection as well. I feel like that with some of my kids. I feel like, especially with Kensley, and I have a very strange connection with her. Like, if I get hurt, or if she gets hurt and we're not even together, I'll feel her pain or she'll feel mine. I'm not 100% sure if my parents are my my soul family. Sometimes when I had a connection with someone outside of my own immediate family here on Earth, Mm -hmm. I had almost guilt that right. I felt closer, closer to, to someone, someone who's not in my actual family. Yeah, right. Like, John Woodruff is very yes. much a, a brother-type figure to me in my life. Right. And I started feeling guilty because I'm like, oh, my little brother's not here on Earth anymore. And I feel more connected with John. And then I thought, well, John is family. Yeah, he he's definitely connected. You know, but did you, I had that guilt. Well, yes, I, I do. I agree with you. And just know that they're a part of someone else's whole family. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean for them too. I feel like my dad and I, I do feel like we have a little bit more of a soul connection. So he could be in my soul family. I, I wouldn't doubt it. And then like the synchronicities around my other soul mates include my dad. So I, I am thinking that it's a possibility. I have a cousin that I 100% know she is in my soul family. We have just that connection. And she also is in a past life regression. So I think a lot of times if you're curious to find out if who is in your soul family, who may be your twin flame, you might be able to discover this in a past life regression. So one of the most impactful Brian Weiss books is called Only Love is Real. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the impact that had on you with understanding soul families and soulmates? Because that's really where your journey started with twin flame, soulmates, soul families. And then that's, True. of course, when you shared it with me. This book shocked me. He had a client who was grieving. She was also having relationship issues. He used past life regression therapy to try to help her. They were working through her former lives. And he also treated another patient, this guy who was suffering from grief as well. And he too underwent past life regression therapy. These two clients had never met each other. They were complete strangers. And guess what? They were describing the exact same past life. Oh. Right. In detail. He realized that they had spent so many lives together in different roles, but he realized that they were soulmates. Two strangers who were soulmates that had never met. That both happened to land in his freaking office. Right. And so that's what he was saying. He was like, I feel like maybe I'm supposed to do something, but I have doctor-patient confidentiality. It's against the law to yeah. tell them. Oh, God, and I don't want to spoil the book. Uh, spoil alert. Spoil alert. Fast forward at 15 seconds if you don't want to hear this. Yes. Okay, go. So what he did is he decided that he would set up their appointments back to back. was hoping that they, by chance, might see each other. And, but it didn't work. They did see each other, but nothing happened. And weeks later, end up on the same plane, and they talked as they waited for their plane, decided to sit next to each other, and then it's history. They're still together, and they're soulmates, and they were able to connect and remember these things together. That story just gave me butterflies. I know, and that is a true story. So that's not just like a fictional story. This is a story of his clients. Oh my God, I love it. For me, this book proves that each one of us have a soulmate whom we've loved in the past, and we reunite with them somehow on this earth. Unique experiences and the synchronicity 
will bring two together. If you think about it on an energy level and that we are just souls, Mm -hmm. we come here into these physical bodies on this 3D planet, but our souls are still connected from past lives before. Maybe it's deja vu. You're like, God, I feel like I've done this before. Well, you probably have. Yeah. Signs that you may have met your twin flame, you instantly establish an intense connection and you can't get enough of each other. You feel at ease to be yourself and without fear or judgment. And you challenge each other and there's usually some sort of transformation or realization, spiritual awakening. They make you a better person and vice versa. You may come in and out of each other's lives, but somehow always pulled back to them. And they even call this the runner-chaser stage. You share a similar purpose. Mm -hmm. There are strange synchronicities. Your relationship might be rocky sometimes, but you're always there for each other. Your love for each other isn't necessarily always romantic, but it is unconditional. They expose you to different perspectives of yourself, and you think differently when you are with them. It is possible, though, that one can be awakened and the other not awakened. But upon physically meeting, the one who is awakened will help the asleep twin to awaken. You may feel in sync with this person, intuitively knowing how they're feeling or what they're doing. And then you end up finding out that they, too, can detect the same thing about you. But when the vibration of your auras do come in close contact, this energetic meeting will be undeniable as you did originate together on the same frequency. If two awakened flames meet, it is the feeling of coming home. You will have unconditional love and acceptance for each other forever. That's amazing. Fortunately, the circumstances here on earth do not always align with the meeting of your twin flame. And so spiritual development must be priority. Once you're able to find your light and love within yourself, then you are much closer to discovering your your counterpart. So it comes back to your own spiritual connection with yourself and to self-love. Wait, what? Shocking. Yeah, always. Yeah. Find love within first. Mm-hmm. So that way you are able to find your own light and you become the light that will lead your twin flame and your soulmates to you. You'll be that lighthouse. You'll be able to attract your tribe. Yeah. But don't spend your life trying to find your twin flame because you're going to not be able to find your light if you're always searching outside of you. I can remember when I was younger, I used to always think, when am I going to find the right guy? When am I going to find the right guy? I know so many people that are constantly like searching, 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 searching. There's so many movies that make people like think that they need to find like that kind of love, like that soulmate love, which is not even the case usually with soulmates or even your twin flame. It's not always going to be like that. That's so movie. I think that's really important because you're right. From a very young age, we're taught that we need someone else to complete us. Guess what? You'll Mm -hmm. never find them when you're searching. No. It's just like when women struggle when they want to get pregnant and they can't. And Mm -hmm. then the second they stop overthinking it, they get pregnant. Because here's the thing. (laughs) I don't think that we should try to manifest our soulmate. I don't think that you should try to manifest a person into your life. That is searching for happiness and love outside of you. And this is all inside. Because guess what? If you are not complete, you will never find 
your twin flame Mm -hmm. anyways. So it all goes back to just working on yourself. So we talked about you can raise your vibration, like Shanna said, to love yourself. And that can start with writing down everything you love about you and what you have to give to a relationship. Write down, like in your journal, a list of things that you're ready for in a relationship with a soulmate. You can do this with meditation. There's lots of meditations about twin flames. Also, you could get stones like the twin flame crystal quartz. There's other heart chakra stones that can help you or third eye stones that might be beneficial to carry around to raise your vibration and awareness. Here we go. <laughs> you guys are going to get sick of us. We should have just named our podcast Self-Love and Awareness. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? Being present enough to be able to see the signs, see the synchronicity, because it's there. But if you are so far ahead in your thinking or so in the past and you're thinking you're not going to be able to see it. Okay, I can I just please talk about dog? Dog? What dog? Dog, the bounty hunter. Oh, what about him? Oh my god, he is destroyed. His wife, Beth, died like nine months ago. He, like, watch any of his interviews. He can't help but just cry. Is this where the the broken heart syndrome, there's actually a name for it, comes from? Oh, yeah. He's ended up in the hospital from heart problems. Yeah. And he was on Dr. Oz. He's trying to get healthy. But his heart is literally broken. Do you think they are twin flames? They definitely were soulmates. Oh, my God. It breaks my heart every time I see it. Being an empath, like, I've cried with him. You know, it's interesting that we're talking about this today because... Today is the celebration of life for Kobe Bryant and his daughter at the Staples Center in L.A. I can't stop thinking about his wife. Her Instagram posts are just freaking sad and heartbreaking. The only thing that would comfort me as a mother that lost her child or husband is that they were together. Yeah. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I dream all the time about people I've never seen in my life. I mean, like, and I'm having, like, full-blown situations. Like, oh, yeah. Who the fuck are these people? (laughs) (laughs) You're very significant, but I've never seen you in my life. Are these memories of past lives? Are these your soulmates? Are these the people that you have not even yet met? It's interesting, because I don't really dream about people, but I dream about specific places. So when I was looking up Twin Flames, they were saying that's also a sign that you and your Twin Flame might reunite there or Mm -hmm. that you've been there together. together. Mm -hmm. Let's do our next episode on dreams because we need to look into this. We're good? We're good. All right. See you next week. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.